Welcome to another episode of the Stoic Creative Broadcast, where the art of living and the creative process converge. I'm your host, Scott Perry, author of the Stoic Creative Handbook, available now on Amazon. Visit thestoiccreative.com to download the free chapters and get guided and get going right away. Let's meet today's guest. Jody Teb. Jody, welcome to the broadcast. Please introduce yourself and share a project that you're currently working on or excited about. Hi, Scott. Thank you for having me back. Uh, I'm Jody, and I am a mom. I'm a daughter, a sister, um, and a blogger. And what I do is write a blog at starpressor.com, and I write something every day. That's my project. Very good. So uh, if you tuned into the, the very disjointed conversation that we had later, um, there's a, a lot of really interesting insights and uh, tidbits of Jody's story. But Jody, I would uh, love, if you don't mind, just repeating the uh, story behind the, the name of your blog. Sure. So I grew up on the back of a horse and I was, uh, I did horse shows all my life. And there was one horse in particular that was kind of a legend and um, way better than me, but managed to take me uh, through some pretty big successes. And his name was Mr. Starpasser. So when I decided to do the blog, I thought, oh, I don't really want to do anything without him. He had just passed away about two months before. And so I named it after him. And now we do this together, which is amazing for me. And you've been blogging now for, you've been blogging daily, shipping something da daily for 14 months, 15 months? I started in May of last year. Okay, so, so a little more than that. A little bit more, yeah. more than that even. And we're not talking about um, just one or two lines. I mean, you write, uh, I don't know how many words or if you have a word count, but I, I've, I've been um, reading daily for, I guess... Uh, a month or two now, and um, you know they're 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 uh, number one. They're they're not long form by any stretch, but they they are longer than a paragraph or two, and they're also really uh, they cover some pretty. I, I don't know what the right word would be, but I mean, they're meaty subjects. You're not just, they're not like, it's not dear diary today. I went grocery shopping and then um, got to run on my pantyhose. It's, you're writing about some really, some big stuff. Um, what, what inspires you to, to continue to write daily and, and, you know, where are you drawing all your, your ideas from? So, um, I believe that there's a common thread that connects all of us and that deep down underneath all of the labels and underneath all of the stuff we have, we're all the same. And so I try to connect that place inside of me and write from that space in order to connect to other people who are in the same space. And uh, I, I guess my intention is so that um, other people who are dealing with struggles or on the same journey of just being an everyday person, but trying to get through life, which can be hard. I'm trying to connect with those people so that they're not alone through my stories. And so I, my stories just come from, I mean, so much happens in a day. There's so much, I could write probably six blogs a day, honestly, trying to uh, keep up with everything that's going on. But I picked the one that is just speaking to me the most that day or out of whatever happened. I try to revolve it. I kind of have four pillars that I try to revolve my posts around. Um, so encouragement, and that's kind of encouraging people to be brave or vulnerable or adventurous in their life. Um, I like to, to 
do things that bring talk about fulfillment to people things that would be fulfillment so following your heart leaning into joy following your dreams um i sprinkle in a little bit of mindset stuff so how to see your way through the struggle um to to live from a place of love and to embrace fear as you go and then um through all of that i try to apply wisdom and quite often i'll, I'll throw in a quote from some somebody else who's way smarter than me at the end that i think applies or, or how i have tried to apply what their quote means in my life so that's kind of what i try to revolve them all around and every day i just try to come up with um yeah the most significant one to me and then um there's also uh, uh displays of both vulnerability and humor as in um one of my favorite most recent posts uh you want to talk about how to put your pants on before you go to the grocery store <laughs> i'm not sure i know <laughs> <laughs> i may be asking the wrong person yeah exactly maybe if you have some tips for me that would be great <laughs> so i encourage you all to uh to, to 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 seek out that one it's it's one of the the more recent uh blog posts at sometime in the last week or two i think um uh, I, don't, you... I don't blog about a run in my pantyhose at the grocery store but i blog about having my pants inside out at the grocery store <laughs> and how nobody noticed so because Jody and I have already had a conversation about um, her work, uh, we've just kind of agreed that this this particular broadcast will be a little bit different and that we're just going to kind of talk about things that revolve around um, the creative process and, and how they apply um, to each of our projects. Um, and, you know, I think I'd like to start by sticking a pin in the in something that you've kind of alluded to, Jody, that that um, I certainly try to do in my solo project, which is um, my book, my handbook, but also in the project that I'm doing now with my wife called Abundant Uncertainty, which is connecting and um, building community. Um, that am I? Did I hear right that 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 is a part of what you're trying to do? Yeah, absolutely. I actually today's blog post was a little bit about that. I we grew up in a society where they encourage us to be independent and individual with this mixed message of you need to be married and have a family and come together. And for me, <clears throat> excuse me, I really struggled a lot with that. And I'm only just starting to begin to realize how much that was because of the mixed message and, and trying to keep my autonomy, which I thought had to be my full independence and then also be within a community. But I, community is so important and, and other people are so important and connection is so important. And uh, I don't think I fully got that message as a kid. So yeah, absolutely, I think that's you. So I'm curious about how you might feel about, um, one of the things that I notice in, in the online communities that, I'm, uh, that I've been creating and the connections that I seek to make is, I mean, I, I am, my wife and I have lived in this town that we're in for almost 20 years. Um, I'm a fairly recognizable figure in a small town because I, have been giving guitar lessons for a long time. So, um, you know, my students perform at recitals and they perform all over town. So people, you know, a, a lot of folks um, know who I am or who we are. But then in these other endeavors that I'm engaged in online that are not as matter of fact as teaching somebody how to play three chords and strum their favorite country song, um, but, you know, where 
we are discussing how to navigate life's ups and downs and maintain a sense of tranquility and thriving, say, that there's not as much interest from my kind of everyday in-person uh, friends that I, that I know here in town and that the engagements come more from people that are online, that, that I'm meeting online, that I don't, you know, certainly know as well as the people that I've uh, been, you know, uh, um, connected with on a day-to-day -day basis here in town. Is, is, do you have any, any thoughts on your experience with, with that side of community building? Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's amazing. I, the internet has become, to me, it's mind boggling how we can all be connected and get to know people. I mean, our mastermind group, we have people from all over the world in, right? And to me, that's, that's really super cool. Um, I have people that read my blog from Japan, from Australia, um, from Luxembourg. It's, it's kind of humbling actually, and pretty neat. And, um, you know, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't seem to matter where they're from people in Australia that I've never met and they can relate to the things that I'm saying. And I think that's, to me, that's pretty cool. I think that's. Well, the thing that, that that's interesting to me is in the news now, it's all about how the digital world and social media um, is making us more and more disconnected. And it's true. I mean, I, I watch, you know, my youngest son with his friends and they all sit in a room and stare at their phones, sometimes Snapchatting with each other in the room that they're all in. <laughs> um, and it's, it, you know, there's a part of me that, I mean, that drives me a little bit nuts, but um, I try, I, I also try to just accept that, you know, there, there, there is, yes, we, you know, and I struggle with this, you know, when my wife and I go out, just, you know, putting the phone away and being present with the person that I'm actually with in that moment. Um, but I, I, I don't, I'm less, I guess I'm less um, negative or, or pessimistic about the ability to forge real meaningful connections with people that are far away from us and that are only available um, through a, a Facebook group or a blog or some other, or, you know, video chat for that matter. Um, referenced our mastermind group. Jody and I are part of a six person mastermind group that grew out of Seth Godin's marketing seminar. And we've been going strong now for 15 weeks. And I think every week it's everybody gets on and it's just like, Oh, I'm so glad, you know, everybody is so glad to see each other. We get so much, from that one hour a week that, you know, we spend together sharing our successes and our losses and our trials and our um, celebrations and that sort of thing. It's, it's, uh, it, it's really something. Um, I quite love that we can do the live videos. I think that that really gives us a sense of who people are more so. As a writer, I find that I'm there pouring my heart out in, in just focusing on the work and putting my heart into the work. And yet, I'm like, but I feel like, yes, people know me in this sense, but they don't have a sense of who I, who I might be in the real world. And so for me, that's actually been on my mind a lot lately. Um, but I think the videos really bring a sense of when I think about other people, like Oprah Winfrey, for instance, if she had only written, would I feel like I know her the same as I feel like I do just through her show, right? I think the video is really going to bring us a sense of 
getting to know each other a lot more. And when I think about my kids, I mean, I didn't have uh, TV in the house for them until my oldest was probably 12. I think we didn't even have TV. And uh, as, a, as a stay-at-home mom at the time, um, when the internet came, it was like, oh, thank goodness I have someone to connect to even online, like through chats or whatever. It was nice because you're home by yourself mm -hmm. all the time. And so for me, it's always been a connecting tool. And I think about my kids playing with other kids back when we had no TV and had no devices and had no video games. And I, my, the image of them is, yes, they were playing together, but they were still playing independently a lot of the time together. So they're each doing whatever with their rocks or whatever. And I think devices have maybe just taken a piece of that. Um, of course, anything to the extreme is bad, right? And so. That's an excellent point. And, and, and I totally agree. I mean, any, any device, any, any activity, any, anything, um, when overused or used improperly, it can be a, a bad thing. Um, and, and the other thing is, so I think moderation is a great uh, thing to kind of keep in the back of, of our mind as we're um, doing these, you know, doing things. But also, um, I remember studying about like when television came on the scene um, and was becoming a thing, you know, where everybody had a television, it was seen as this great boon to society. We're going to have educational programs and we're going to teach college courses. And, and instead we started to, you know, instead we got, you know, reality TV and, and um, variety shows and, you know, it became, and, and then commercial, just a, just a vehicle for really getting us to buy poorly made stuff that we didn't really need. Um, uh, and, and in a way, you know, we, you could say the same about, I mean, you know, the internet started off as, you know, it was going to be this huge, and I mean, the wisdom of the ages is available there. Um, but are we, are we spending our time diving into that or are we watching silly cat videos or, or, or more even pernicious <laughs> activities? Um, and, and now, the internet is selling us poorly made stuff that we don't really need as well. Um, but, you know, it, it, I, I think, and I wanted to t t touch on this with, with your project, it's a large part of it is not, I mean, the technology is just the technology. We bring our motivation and intent to it. So obviously, you know, if you are, the kind of person that likes to scam people out of their time, attention, or money, you can easily do that in this domain. But by the same token, if you want to do the harder thing, the, the, the thing that involves more emotional labor, you can actually, you can be out here forging real connections and communicating real ideas and, and um, cultivating, you know, real trust and, and community. Um, and so motivation and intention, I mean, uh, or purposefulness, uh, where does that all, how does that all play out? And you've touched on this a little bit already, but in, in, your, in your blog project, and, and I know you have other online endeavors that you are, are interested in getting started. Right. So when I first started blogging, um, there, was a, there was a part of me that was like, I just... I never felt like I ever got a chance to express what was inside of me. And so for me in the beginning, in the very beginning, that was almost, I mean, talking about it with friends even brought me to tears. I'm like, I finally have a place where I can just blurt out everything that's inside of me. And it was just an expression of myself. 
um, as it's growing, it's growing into, um, a healing, it's definitely been a healing journey for me, but it's also growing into, uh, how can I, how can I inspire others? How can I help others, um, think about something maybe a little bit differently? How can I help others to see a different point of view or a different angle through my struggles? And so from there now, I have, uh, taken, um, that same thought train and I'm like, okay, now I would like to build a course to sort of, um, help other people give them the framework and not just the, not just the words and not just my story, but the framework in order to, to do this journey on their own. And so, yeah. Does that answer your question? It does. And it, it actually raises more questions. And I, and we talked about, or I, I, at least I talked about wanting to bring this up. Um, and I, I get this from reading your posts and um, from just getting to know you through our mastermind that, you know, you've, you, this, uh, it, it took you a, it, you've expressed in, in the last, our last conversation, how it took you a while to get brave enough to um, start to just write things down. And then it took another while before it actually took an accident for you to actually publicly um, publish the things that you were publishing. Um, but along this process has provided you, and you just said this with some healing as well. Um, just talk about that a little bit. Well, I think that so much that's inside of us, if we just leave it inside of us and it's just rolling around, those wounds stay open. But there's something so cathartic about um, putting it into words. And for me, I'm like, I I'm not going to bullshit. Like, uh, what's the point of doing it if I'm, if I'm on here telling a story that isn't real? And when you're writing it down, you have to be so honest with yourself. And so going back through all of those wounds, and because I'm trying to do something that's, that's, beneath all the layers that's connecting with other people i'm trying to go back through all those things that probably most other people have dealt with and so um just going back through and then writing it down and coming full circle in a blog post because you, i can't just leave that thought dangling because i would leave all my readers dangling right so um having the accountability to show up for the other people and to to be writing it for other people for me brings all of those those pains full circle because that's, that's my intention is to help other people find another way and see their way through and, and have some hope on the other side. But for me, it's been incredible. Like the, the pains and the hurts and the things that I used to carry around with me are just now released. It's amazing. Awesome. Amazing. Well, and so I'm, I want to just stick a pin in the, the consistency and showing up thing and come back to that um, in just a minute. But I, I, while you were, um, speaking to the, that last point, it, it occurred to me how the things that we resist or the things that the, the fears that, that pop up um, and the impediments that we place in front of ourselves are really oftentimes the compass telling us, pointing us in the direction that we should be going. You know, we, we feel the need to write, to record, to communicate, to, to share, um, to connect, um, but we can, you know, but the fear of, uh, you know, it can be the fear of being misunderstood. It can be the fear of being ignored. It could be the fear of being criticized or um, shamed, um, you know, can keep us kind of humble and hiding. And, um, and that is so ultimately unhealthy for our well-being, not just in uh, a psychological sense, but in our truly physical and spiritual sense as well. 
Um, and so I guess just a message, you know, I think that, that we're kind of talking around is, um, you know, the resistance, as Stephen Pressfield calls it, um, whatever, you know, the things that are holding you back are, or the things that you think you should be doing but are afraid to do are the things that you should be doing. Um, and so speaking to your story a little bit, you know, you just were writing, um, you know, fairly short pieces that were for a very small group of people. Was it family and friends at first? Uh, I No, I, I wasn't going to tell my family and close friends at first because I, I didn't want, not that they're, they're loving and supportive and amazing, but they have, I, I care so much about what they think. And I thought, if they hate this, <laughs> they're like, oh, Jody, you shouldn't be doing this. I would let them stop me. And I knew I would let them stop me. So at first it was um, friends, but not people, not my really close tight. And then uh, slowly I started to share with a little bit more people, a few more people, a few more people, and then accidentally went totally public with it. <laughs> the rest is kind of history at this point. Well, and it's interesting what you just said about parents, uh, you know, our family um, not always being supportive. And I've thought a lot about that. I mean, even thinking about the lack of engagement that I get from my actual real life in-person friendships, um, it's not that they are unsupportive or that they're judgmental or negative. I mean, oftentimes they're doing that from a place of love. It's like, oh, Jody, no, please, you know, that you're going to get hurt. You know, people are going to not like this or people are going to say nasty things about you or, um, and so there's kind of a, an actual altruistic, um, motivation there, but it's, uh, you know, they're not seeing the other side of it, which is the potential for growth and, and, um, you know, just development, um, as, as a human being. So I, I love that the, the, um, you know, so the fear as a compass and, um, the, you know, the connections, um, what else other thoughts that you might have just on, um, you know, the things that you think about as part of your creative process. I actually have a little story. I went to, I hijacked a friend of mine has a book club and I hijacked one of her book club meetings and I hadn't even read the book. And we got into a story or got into um, a conversation. And one of the ladies said, she had been writing songs and the songs that she had been writing were so personal. She was never going to share them. And I'm sitting there thinking, no, no, you have to share them. Those are the things you have to share. And I think that is so true of all of us. It's like, we really think those things that are so personal are the things that are um, the things that we need to keep quiet and close. But those things that are so personal are healing to us. They're like a me too message to somebody else. They're the things that bring you connection with other people. They're the people, the things that people go, wow, you know, I, I never knew that about you, or I saw you in a different light, or I get, I get some really amazing messages since I've, since my blog has been catching on and catching more steam with people from this year, I've connected with so many people back from high school and they're saying to me, Jody, I, I can't even believe we weren't friends. We're so much the same. We're so much the same. Yeah. We are all so much the same, right? But we, I was wearing a mask and they were wearing a mask and everybody's wearing these masks and afraid to show that stuff, but it's that stuff that connects us. That's where we find our people. That's where we find by sharing that part of us, that's where we, that's how we find our people. That's how you, that's how you get there, right? It's, uh, I never, I never the last, our, my last guest, guest was um, our, our friend and 
fellow uh, mastermind member, uh, Renat Strahlhofer. And um, she, she spoke, I, I can't remember where her story came from, but she talked about taking off the mask means also that we're going to remove a little bit of our skin, you know? And so it's part of it is the pain that it, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it is painful because it's scary. Um, and it does leave us, uh, you know, vulnerable, vulnerable to take off that mask and to start to attempt um, to see people where they really are, as they really are. Uh, and of course, in the mastermind group, we've also <laughs> been dancing around this issue of empathy, maybe really since the beginning, but we certainly have um, dove deeper into that um, recently. Um, and so maybe just since we only have a few minutes here, I, you know, when I, again, thinking about the, your, your blog and, and the things, things that you're writing and thinking about empathy, this ability to put yourself in the shoes of another person and understand and, and feel what they feel, um, it, it seems like it really has to start with us as the creators, right? If we're, if we are the people that seek to do meaningful work and we seek to make connections with people like us so that we can forge some sort of change, um, you know, we have to first, uh, do a little, do a little of that tough, you know, self work, <laughs> you know, how are we going to see somebody else and, um, and see the way that they see and, and feel the way that they feel if we don't haven't yet been able to make those connections within ourselves. You want to just speak to that for a second while we wrap up? Oh, I don't know if I can speak about empathy for a second. I can go on and on and on about empathy. <laughs> um, yeah, so for sure, I'm, I'm actually at a different level with empathy now than I ever have been. Um, I originally, I was, I was an empath, so I would feel what other people felt walk in the room and I'm like, oh, I think I'm an empath. I must have empathy. And yeah, that's not actually the case, I don't think. So just because you can feel what another person is feeling doesn't mean you're actually putting your, yourself in their shoes. And so in order to put yourself in their shoes is a whole, that's like practicing empathy. And to me, that's a whole different thing. It's not sympathy. It's not feeling sorry for someone. It's feeling with them. And in those moments where you're super empathetic with somebody who's really struggling with something and you can say, yes, I've been there or no, I haven't been there, but I've had a feeling similar and I get it. Those people like in a moment, in an instant, they're healed. And to me, that's magic. And the now with empathy, I'm actually, so I could relate to those moments, but for me, what's interesting and where it's kind of evolving to right now for me is the empathy is, oh, wait a minute, you're not actually just like me. You are actually different. And I assumed you were just like me. And that, when I get those moments of, oh, whoops, I totally thought you were gonna be just like me like that. Oh, hi buddy. Um, that's like a whole new thing for me, a whole new, uh, like I was adventurous as a kid. And then I just talked to a friend recently who was like, my adventurous spirit scared the crap out of them. And I'm like, what? What do you, you mean you're like, you know, it's like moments like that where I'm like, okay, so underneath we're all struggling but there's another level where we're all so different and I'm just kind of delving into that in my life now. 
Well, I, I love that. So I, I, I put the cat up in the screen just so people didn't wonder why I was moving the way I was moving. So this is this is Miles. And if you want to extend a little empathy to Miles, he can't stand it that I'm talking to somebody and paying attention Poor to Miles. them when, when he is in such desperate need to be seen and understood and felt. Um, <laughs> my dog has been right here at my side the whole time too, talking to me. So um, I just, so in wrapping up the empathy thing, I, I love what you just said. Um, in my own uh, struggles with understanding what empathy is and what it's good for and, and then what it's not good for, I see empathy as this step in a, in a progression towards healthier engagement. You know, pity is not a very healthy way of um, seeing or engaging with another person. Sympathy is is slightly, you know, better, but also not necessarily very helpful, especially for the person that may be in, um, you know, suffering or in some sort of distress. Empathy, as you just said, uh, lets them know that, that they are being seen, heard, and understood. And, you know, just that simple act of acknowledgement, you know, that they lets them know that, that they matter. Um, and then the, the final step for me is, is compassion. It's like one thing, it's, it's all well and good to um, see and feel and understand somebody's and acknowledge somebody's um, suffering or distress or, or their, their celebration for that matter. But um, if they are suffering or in some sort of distress, the next step is to do something that will help uh, either prevent or alleviate um, and that's like a whole nother conversation because, you know, are you the person to do that? You know, if they need, if they are depressed, are you equipped to deal with somebody that is in a clinical state of depression? Um, you know, if they're suicidal, are you the person that, that is best equipped to talk them off a ledge? Um, that sort of thing. So it's, uh, it's, oh, I guess we'll have to book another show. Um, <laughs> Jody, thank you so much for, for, being back on the broadcast um, real quick, if you would please just let everybody know where they can find you online and, and reconnect. So my blog is starpasser.com and my Facebook page is starpasser blog on Facebook. So I, you should be able to find me there. I'm usually hanging around your stuff too. So <laughs> very good. Yes. We, we are definitely part of the mutual appreciation society. Yeah. So thanks. Thanks very much, Jody. I, I, I have to get off and give Miles some attention before I get on to my next call. But thanks, everybody, for tuning in. If you're still with us, we appreciate your time and attention. You can help ensure the continued development and delivery of this broadcast. Simply visit thestoicreative.com and click on the Fuel tab in the upper right-hand corner. Then decide what to do next. Now go out there and share your best work with those that need it. Jody Tab, thank you so much for your generosity and being here and for all the great work that you do. And I'll see you on Tuesday. Sounds good. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Stoic Creative Podcast. If you're still with us, we appreciate your time and attention. You can help ensure the continued development and delivery of this broadcast. Simply visit thestoicreative.com and click on the Fuel tab in the upper right-hand corner. Then decide what to do next. Now, go and share your best work with those that need it, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.